do you know the proper temperature gasoline boils and uh, <laughs> burns your scalp? And as I take my head off and it's just the crustiest oh. Freddy Krueger looking yes. skin. Yeah. Remember these like, lines in my fucking Freddy's scalp, fly. you fucking New York City <laughs> theater queen. <laughs> <laughs> Practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. It's going pretty good. I'm Case. I'm Little Richie. How you doing? <laughs> Little Richie. I'm good, man. Good. Uh, had one of those classic dumb dad moments today because we are driving for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So we took the Fiat into the place to just, uh, you know, fucking rotate the tires and get the fluids checked and whatnot yeah because our other car battery died which is a jeep right jeep jeep yeah. compass or something just uh jeep liberty, liberty. battery just dead shit the bad well, let me ask you that question um to interject in in dumb dadness because i know there's more there your battery dead mm-hmm. yeah did old dumb dad go out look up what kind of battery the jeep liberty takes Take out the old battery and put in a new one, or did you take it in? Or are you no, going to take it in? Forbidden from touching it. Yeah, okay. We had an incident uh, and rightfully, like that. And rightfully so. My sure. wife is like, I learned this from my father. Don't ever fuck with your car. You pay someone to do it, so when it breaks, you can yell at them and make them fix it for free. Right. I was like... That's a good way of looking at it. Because I jokingly was like, I'll just pop that battery out, run down to the old Walmart, throw another, you know, a, a Dura Life in there. And she's like, do not ever do that. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. Like I had Mitch came over and I was like, I think I remember how to jump a car. Sure. So sure. he and I, and of course the hood is broken. So I'm like, Mitch, hold the hood up. It's too heavy. The The latch is broken. Mm-hmm. Because for whatever reason, I don't know why in the Jeep Liberty, they, I, if it's not broke, don't, you know, don't fix it. It's Just, not the I, classic it's rod? No, it's like a, like a piston system. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it just is shot. It's broken. Right, right, right. It's never worked, ever. It doesn't hold the hood up. So he's jumping it. I'm holding the hood up. I literally just took a brick from our fire our fire pit and just jammed it in the hinge to hold the thing up. Nothing's happening. Pop the side off. You know, you're like, maybe it's the, you know, I don't know anything. I don't, I know nothing about cars. I know how to turn them on. I know where to put the gas. And that's about it. Did your headlights turn on? Uh, no, it didn't do anything. It oh, just okay. So it's nothing. a dead battery. Nothing. Dead battery. Uh, so the AAA guy came over and just, you know, like stand there with my hands in my pockets while somebody that knows what they're doing is doing stuff. As those 50s, mm-hmm. to, as a little bit of money out of the savings account, rubbing it between your hands. No, your exactly. Pocket. If it wasn't like frigid, you know, like it, I should have been holding a beer, sipping a beer, watching some guy do work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your wife is right, though. I mean, but it's no matter how right your wife is, and she is with cars, because we all know my change in the oil transmission fluid story. Um, <laughs> yeah. Our battery died, or like would kick off. I, I my brother Jesse mm-hmm. is a man, so he knows yeah. about cars and can do stuff. So yeah. I pick yeah, up yeah. the little intermediary stuff. Like I can definitely jump a car now, or uh, yeah, I can jump. A car, I can uh, 
I don't well, want to change I, a Technically, tire. I could change the oil. Technically, I could change a tire. Um, what was I getting at? Oh, the battery died, right? So yeah. the headlights turn on, though. So the battery's just dying. It's just old. I should say the battery's old. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it was like, eh, go in. There's a place by us. They don't sponsor the pod. They should. Gerald's Tires. Nicest guys and gals ever. If you bring it in yeah. and it doesn't need something, they're like, mm-hmm. they they never, like, I've never been upsold. Uh, and if it's just like, eh, you know what, the tire's still, like, they've literally said where I just know they could have been like, a few new tires on here. They're just like, we patched it, you know, just come back yeah. and see us in 30,000 and buy your tires from us. No charge ever. Yeah. But battery, they're like, yeah, that's an old battery. And it was, Meg was in there. Not that it would have mattered if I was there. And I was like, how much, how much mm. to replace that battery? It's like a hundred and 130 bucks. Yeah. Go yeah. online. 2007 Ford Explorer. Battery only costs $95. I'm paying no, somebody 40 bucks to put in a battery. But of course I would have put it in presents of food. It's Christmas the time. Tires. Yeah, exactly. Just let them do it. They, uh, uh, if you got a, you, nothing, they said on Seinfeld, nothing beats a good mechanic. Nothing. Oh no, it, it makes, uh, like, I, do I wish I knew more about cars? Yes. Maybe. Just to survive. Because I am of the classic, I think my car's broken and it's happened more times than I'd like to admit. Someone just goes, yeah, you're out of gas. Oh, yeah, right, go, right, right. Oh, okay. Bad gauge. Didn't uh, didn't blow a but blow a piston? They're like, no, no, no. Just put a half a quart of unleaded in it. Not a fun. bad gasket. Uh, you sure about that? Check those spark plugs. I don't know if I wish I knew more about cars, or if I just wish I had more money. I think I'd rather just have more money. I take <laughs> the money, probably. I'd rather have the be able to brush it off the shoulder at any amount. You need a new car. Yeah, all right. You need a new okay, car. cool. Sure. Keep my shitty one. I'll Keep take that one. one. Thanks. But that no, never that happened, was just, so I should read So it's just like, didn't know how to do it. It was like, I think it's the battery. Tried to jump it. Didn't work. Okay, cool. Let's call AAA because we have to now. And luckily we had a AAA battery, so the guy just pulled it out, put one in, and went, oh, hey, you don't have to pay anything. Hell yeah. What What's your insurance? Who you go with? Uh, we have Progressive. We have Geico. Are they the nicest people ever on the phone for you? I think it's because it's that, such I've a competitive them, industry. It's nothing but, but yeah. we'll beat their price. We'll beat their price. Geico, sure. for a corporation who I'm sure behind the scenes are licking their chops, they train their service reps. Like when I the transmission fluid thing, right? Mm-hmm. I called them. I was like, uh, something's going on with the old car. Can't drive it just because you have insurance. <laughs> They they come as long as it's under like a hundred miles they'll tow your car as part of your insurance what? like amazing a, a, a down here I don't know I know it goes state by state we've had our windshield replaced on our Kia this is serious data like four times oh, no cost because yeah. all window repair and cars are covered by insurance like as per law in South Carolina no that's funny because that's what you you're talking about customer service because that when we took it the car in we took it to plug plug firestone uh, the big guy. car cast today we're the car talk guys <laughs> the or car, the I, we're the car name. talk we're bringing it back this is our audition pbs if you're listening npr we're here because didn't both uh, those guys have strokes or something coronaries i think so 
Too much car. A car fell on both of them. <laughs> That's right. Bad piston. Uh, no, we. I walk in and I was like, "Can you?" Thank God, I had a fucking mask on because yeah. my face. Because we set the alarm, we got up early. Harvey did not want to get up. Sure. Scraping windows. You want dad talk? Got up early. Started both cars yeah, scraping windows. Too, yeah. Um, Harvey doesn't want to get dressed. She doesn't want to go anywhere. She doesn't want to do it. So we're like, got to get the car in early just so it's done. Get Absolutely. So I walk in and it's just the Firestone guy leaning on the counter. It's the guy in front of me. I don't know how long he's been there, but they just are chumming it up. And I was like, can we? get to the fucking point here all i need to do is give you my key and i cannot move past this guy his khakis talking about vans he's like so i'm getting a van oh for yourself not for work and he's like oh yeah someone else is paying for it so they talked for like 15 fucking minutes about the idiosyncrasies and the ins and outs of of different types of vans and Half of me is laughing my ass off because mm-hmm. I think it's fucking absurd. I'm like, I'm in a fucking Monty Python sketch yeah, right now. You can't think of a more who can talk this topic about a van, the types, different types. I didn't even realize the range. And sure enough, finally, they get done, and I'm uh, taking my step to the counter again. All I gotta do is give this guy my key, tell him it's it's for uh, Casey and yeah. Ash. This is it. You got all the stuff over here. It's all there do that the guy has the van guy left and he's on his way out the door he pivots back i shit you not and goes so uh anything i need to worry about my car and they talked for another five fucking minutes <sighs> i was like you didn't you didn't talk about what you were there for just chumming it up about where got a promotion guy and getting a van man oh enterprise they use yeah no, don't go to chevy I'm like, just take my fucking car and you're in a position it's not like uh you're in a uh uh, let's see, a technical expertise position because right. you can't be like, hey, guys, fuck, come on, take my keys because this guy's going to be looking at your car. You don't exactly. want his, like your you face in his fucking head. The mechanic, that's like me trash talking the surgeon before I'm about exactly. to go under. I'm like, yeah. can you fellas hurry it up, please? And he's like, this guy's going down with the COVID. Yeah. It's like me with the UPS guy. Like, hey, did you? Hey, did you scan that in? Yeah, I've done this before. <laughs> it's like, well, my package is going in the East River. No, right. so it was very like, uh-huh. And then I walked up with a guy. I don't think he intended it to sound like snarky, but he was like, thank you for being patient. And I was like, fuck Whoa! you. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's something. Because I was just trying to do the passive nice guy like. It felt like I was with the AAA guy. I'm in my coat just standing there. Right. No business. This should have just... I should have just been inside my house while he fixes it, and then I should have walked out in a half an hour. And he's like, yeah, I changed the battery. That's fine. We... You need me to sign something? You need me to do something? Okay. Okay. Good. Good. This this is not... This is one thing I miss, and being on both sides of it, and it's not a New York is cooler than any place else because it's not. It is just the earnest 
Yeah, that can yeah. seem as curt and it, curt is a fine thing to be. And if you're in the environment, sure. you understand. So I could be there, but you had every right to step up and go, guys, 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 I know you're talking, but I got some place to be. Here's my keys. Thank you. And if you, I, not everyone, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with 75% of New Yorkers understand, go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then they'll get back to their oh, sure. fucking yeah, cool. van talk. Or you can even go up and go. What is this, a van conversation? Guys, here you go. I'm Kate. I don't own a van, but here's my key for my not van. Take take good care of me. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And they can go back to their conversation. Have conversate. I love conversation. Sure. But fuck off, dude. You're like, both very passionate about vans. Lines, I get it. Lines, lines, lines. Go fuck yourself. If they are unnecessary, I get a line because yeah. there's multiple people at a service. But if you're holding up a line, you there's a special place for you. In the afterlife. Right. You're going to be holding and, up that line to fucking purgatory. And they're like dopey Midwestern guys. No offense to a dopey Midwestern There's guy. None. I'm one myself. But it's one of those things I couldn't. If I if I wedged my way in and was like, fellas, fellas. Here's my key. Like that. The, he's like one of those nice guys. Like that would have been the last straw. And he would have ran my family off the right, fucking right. road. He would have worn my scalp on his belt. Yeah, I don't think. Like, I've eaten enough shit in my fucking life. For this fucking guy and his fucking beard to talk shit about me. It's I a drought. <laughs> uh, Dopey's a pejor- unnecessary pejorative, though. I know what you mean. It's just a sensitive. It's a fucking Midwestern oversensitivity. Right, exactly. And I've suffered just from it. I'm getting out oh, of same. it. Just fucking I chill out. I will not cast the first Dopey stone because I have mm-hmm. happened to me at work plenty. I'm fucking having a stupid conversation about... God knows, knows what, what, doing a bit at work to make someone laugh, and then someone's like, hey, hey can I you actually, my like, check? take my fucking order, please? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, where you get off? Gee, I hate work. <laughs> I hate work. <laughs> oh, my It's like, that's God. what you're there for. Yeah. Not to tell somebody about your second favorite Netflix show. That's a thing. It's like, uh, yeah. I, I'm, didn't mean I anything by it. it. They just are it. like... I, this has been the longest lunch of my life. Can I just get the fuck out of here? Exactly. Oh, you think you got to fight to go, huh? Ugh, But yeah, so it was funny. I just like, because I got out and Ashley was like, what? Like, why were you in the Firestone so long? Exactly. I was like, here's the thing. I had, And she was like, oh yeah, that guy looked like a chatty Kathy guy. He totally was, just to like... I just like talking. And that's the thing, too. It's not only acceptable to go like, hey, 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 this has been long enough. It's wildly necessary because of exactly what you said. There's too many people in a compressed space to hold it in. Can't hold shit in mm-hmm. because the yeah. next next talker in line, they're going to get hit in the back of the head or something. It's, yeah, it's more fucking... polite to just be like, Guys, they're going to stack please? those tires around you and then yeah. light them all on fire. Yes. Uh, they're going to give you a Basquiat. Um, we had no, more dad car issues. This one is it, you realize your dadness. And again, it goes back to what I rather be wealthy or know something about cars because wealth allows you to make health choices easier. Yes. So the old oh, light, I was like, what the fuck light on the dashboard is this shit on a 2007 Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer? It looked like a, <laughs> it looked like the small intestine. 
I was like, oh my god, that looks like an expensive <laughs> this is in light. Trouble. That is not a check oil light. That is not, oh my god. And it was the exhaust system light. And then, then my ear perks up and go, it sounds like that muffler is a little... So I look up that light system in the manual. Sure, exhaust system. And I'm reading about it. And what it means is most likely you have some kind of disengagement in the system that gets mm-hmm. the fumes out of your car. I'm like, so well, there's a hose into your fucking window? There it is. So I'm reading. I'm like, well, fuck it. The car is a little louder. I, this sounds like Just a roll windows down, kids. And then the last thing it says, go to mechanic immediately because it could emit fumes directly into the car. As I look <laughs> back at my kids. Around. And I'm just like, roll the windows down, Meg. I got to take this fucking thing in in the morning. <laughs> but it turns out that, again, Gerald's tires, plug them. Uh, the guy was like, yeah, you know what? I ran it so they can hook your shit up to a computer and they run what's mm-hmm. called like a P test. And it's basically diagnostic, yeah. brings up a number, check, check, red X. He's like, it gave me a couple red X's, but the light went out. So I don't know. You can drive it. And he's like, more than likely, you just put bad gas in your car. <laughs> Rewind like, to the gas station I love because it's the cheapest one in Charleston County. <laughs> Probably the most watery, full of lint gas ever. Even uh, my father-in-law was like, he's like, first thought was his, because he he does know cars. He's like, where do you get your gas? It's like, God damn it. Can I please, can I (laughs) please make one decision that doesn't save me 35 cents (laughs) at the pump once a week? It's literally five cents cheaper. Because I have a code that should have expired, but it, somebody didn't do their legwork, and my code still works, which is just that my phone just number. Says, it's supposed to expire after a year. Give this guy bad gas. Yeah, that's what that, that code says. Just switches to a different hose uh, into a river. <laughs> that line just runs from the urinal inside into your car. But he said it all. So this is the first time we were at 2007 Ford Explorer. Mm-hmm. Fill that tank is like 60 fucking dollars. Which is mind-blowing. You ever been online and you're like, God, I really want to... I can't justify buying this sure, of graphic novel. Or I can't justify buying a new pair of pants even though I look like a slug. No, exactly. But because you... I had to you do had... that. I... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, dad talk, it was like, I fucking ripped a pair of jeans. And I was like, honey, I got to go to the fucking jean store to get jeans. And I'm just like, ah, fuck Christmas... I don't want to spend 50 bucks on like fucking two pairs of goddamn jeans. Just went through the closet, found an old pair of jeans. But if you're fitting dad yep, jeans, same it's back, here. baby. But you're at the pump. You just see that exactly. fucking dial like, go oh, up yeah. and you're like, it doesn't process because it's a necessity. But you look and it's like, holy shit, $60. There's my jeans. Buy yep, one, get one half jeans. off at Levi's. There's my two <laughs> pairs of jeans for the next five years. And it was gone within... 45 seconds. Anyways, so I hadn't filled it, feeling a little good in the checking account, gave it the extra nudges at the end. Apparently that can can kick off the float and turn your exhaust thing up. And of course I rewind (laughs) and I go, well, I haven't filled that tank in two and a half years. And then I did, I overdid it. Like, oh, I've, I've done it to it the point where the gas comes out the, yeah. and I'm like, that's a full tank. I, Cause <laughs> in the Kia, in the Kia that I drive, 
I my dream is to over pump it to where my oh, yeah. gas gauge says four hundred because I've never broken four hundred. I push that thing. And I've gotten it to 389. You pull the hose out a little bit? A little bit and get a little more. I've never broke. I'm like, because I'm like, maybe they didn't even put a four, but they might. It's like the kill screen in Donkey Kong or something. I want to beat four, but really I'm just breaking my car. Two things they say don't do. Don't overfill your car and don't run it on empty. I've been trying to see how far I can get on an empty tank. Because I don't believe the tank. Because if I can't fill it over 400, sometimes when I do the same amount of fill, and where where it would say 389, it says 373. What? Where's that 30 at? Where's that 27%? It's in there. So, so far, I've gotten 55 miles on zero. Oh, yeah. And I'm going That's... over a bridge at 45 going, <laughs> this is going to be a hard one to explain to Officer <laughs> Crumpkey. No, I do that because we're go- road tripping, so it's just yeah. always like when Dad fills up, it's like, what? What's that smell? Why does it smell like gas? Because Dad filled it till it ran down the side of the car. No one smoke a cigarette around us, okay? Oh yeah. Oh my God! We're gonna go die hard too on this. So I was looking up. Oh, this is so ridiculous, Casey. It just happens to be right on. You know, I like to look up Christmas stories around this time. This is yep. a really quick idiot Christmas story. Check this out. So it's like people that were dumb around the holidays. One guy dies or something, but maybe they both do, but they deserve it. All right. This is a true story, Casey. Speaking of gasoline, John Porter from New York State, USA, whose pipes in his home froze one winter. Anxious to unfreeze them, Mr. Porter backed his car up to an open window so the exhaust (laughs) would warm up the house. A little while later, and Porter, his wife, and three children had to be rushed to the hospital after, this is sad, but from suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning. What the fuck? Who, who goes like, ooh, like, my first thought is not like, ooh, there's a lot of hot air coming out of the back of my car. Right. Like, I love the jump to, like, this makes hot stuff comes out of this part, like, do you think it was just a shine on a murder-suicide? So I many people was. kill their entire families on Christmas. It's not even of worth... Of course. It's, it's, it's blasé at this point. I was looking up, like, crimes at Christmas, and I was like, oh my god, they're too right, it's intense. not even worth looking into. No, there was a moment when we were still in Brooklyn, and um, we both, because Ash worked at the hotel, and I worked at the restaurant, and they were always closed on the the actual holidays christmas day yep um and we normally would like visit family over new year so we normally we for a few years just had christmas to ourselves in new york beautiful and we went uh when up by uh the barclay center you and i have gone we've gone with henning there's that place called hank's saloon oh absolutely we're like everything's closed you know what we're gonna do we're gonna hop on two stops on the subway we're going to hank's i'm Mm -hmm. sure hank's is open on christmas Flames on go, the side sh- of it. Looks sure like a bad motorcycle. The- oh, yeah. Of course. Yes. Uh, the, it's got your classic terrible toilet. Like, I love There's it. just no door. Men's room, ladies' room, no door. You just- I'd call it a staple. Uh, so we went, and of course, it's like every everything you want from a fucking dive bar. It's mm-hmm. decorated like Christmas. Like, the bartender is just 
we endeared ourselves to them. They're just all old ladies, like old Brooklyn ladies. So it's oh, just yeah. like they don't take no shit. They're not gonna wait in line at no fucking fire Firestone. They're pushing that guy over. Um, so we were there, and it's just like we were just talking to her, and we're like, "Oh, it's so cool. You're you're open." You know, and we were like, Merry Christmas and like having drinks and talking and just <laughs> had this very real conversation with her. And she's like, of course, we're open on Christmas. As long as I'm working here, we're always open on Christmas. And she just had one of those where she laid it out and was like, we're open on Christmas because and, and her very brisk cut to the chase. Brooklyn oh, way it was God. like, because people don't got nowhere to go sometimes. Christmas ain't happy for people. And we're like, oh, oh yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. And it's that first I went and kind of looked around and I was like, maybe we'll just keep it down. Yeah. Not be a little as exuberant as we were and kissing and fucking carrying on. Sure. <laughs> like, Chris. you look around the room and it was like, oh, this is cheers, but real life. Real cheers. Frontier cheers. I had. And I was just never thought about it. I was like, of course. Of course. Yeah, it's brutal. It's a bar brutal for Christmas. some people. Yeah. Should be a. Uh, 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 what, oh, who's that asshole? Raymond Carver story. Um, it's not an asshole. He's an author. That's our other, that's our other sitcom. We have a coupon discount gun store, and then the spinoff is Christmas Bar. Christmas Bar. <laughs> that's our Christmas special, Casey. Like Kaufman style Christmas special. They go to ranks. Uh, I have uh, another a Columbus alumni story from you based on that Ooh. one, but a uh, Christmas bar story. So I used to work almost exclusively Christmas Eves at this place, trailer park we worked at, and it was always very quiet, very quiet. Uh, even though the type of bar it was, you'd think like kids would be out kind of boisterous, but New York mm -hmm. is different in that way than other parts. Yeah. Like, like New York people go to... Or they already have family there, so they're hanging there. New York people leave to go hang out with their families. Does that make yeah. sense? So where yeah. people are hooting and hollering is in the Midwest Christmas Eve with all their sure. old high school buddies and stuff they're hanging out with. Um, so it was quiet, but I worked. But I worked across the street from what was that comedy club across the street? Oh my God! What was it called? Fucking! It's uh, I can't think of the name of it. Can't, now. I keep thinking Caroline Gotham, Gotham Comedy Gotham. Club. So there's a road dog. I can't think of his name. He kind of looked like you looked when you were. Uh, it's odd. He looked like high school Casey, but as a 40 year old man, like he reversed. It's strange. Nice oh, blonde, God. curly hair. Uh -huh, very uh -huh. clean shaven. Um, Is he just the one who called the bomb threat on the train? Bomb threat? On, what do you mean? Because uh, he was, there was that a comedian that was on uh, Silicon Valley, but he got really fucking drunk and called a bomb threat on a path train. I can't and like you're under arrest. Oh, like a and fired he really television. did or he did it in the show? Yeah, T.J. Miller, that's his name. Oh no, 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 no he no. did it in but, real life. But similar look, but less less known. Just I only okay. knew him really because he would do Gotham. Maybe in Road Dog isn't even the right word. Like comedy new york comedy club standard guy like midler mm -hmm. like just yeah just the guy that hung yeah. out and they put him on um christmas eve he comes in he's the only guy at my bar and it's the only time i've ever done this where he was drinking um uh gray goose vodka and he was just like you put the bottle on the bar 
and it was just me. I didn't what? even have my the owner wasn't even there. I just was like, yeah, but I got to pour it for you. Put it on the bar. Gave him <laughs> not a shot glass. Obviously, I gave him like that small rocks glass, mm-hmm. and he just proceeded to drink three quarters of a bottle, full bottle of Grey Goose vodka. Okay, yes, and uh, and just sat there quietly yeah, doing the show. I was like, oh yeah, I know you do the show. Drank it, and then paid his check. I was like, uh, you know, I think I charged him like twenty bucks, literally. Sure. And then yeah. he put like a hundred something down on the bar. He's like. Have a good night. I was just like, ah, oh, the other of side of comedians' yeah. lies. Yeah, that's not the coveted spot to have the uh, fucking midland spot on Christmas Eve. But you think it, he's a pro- even though you don't know I his guess. name, he's a professional comedian. Mm-hmm, he makes sure. his living doing comedy. Yeah, it, it, uh, there's probably a hundred thousand people in the country, if not more. That think that their life will be forever changed and perfect, even if they get to that tier. Sure, of course. But this, People covet the spot he has. The saddest thing. Just didn't want to have a conversation. He came in another time, though. There was a kid named James. Yeah, called him Jimbo. A poet. Jimbo. I got his. Bo- I actually could pull out. I got a book of his poetry still behind me, and he had a screw loose. To put it lightly. Just put it nicely, yeah. And pork pie hat wearing type of fellow. Oh, yeah. Side, if, big old sideburns. If he had one too many, he mm-hmm. would always get on to how the children that died in the Oklahoma City bombing deserved it because it proved that this country had <laughs> issues. And this comic, that who was always quiet, stood up, and, he, and I, like, got chastised for it. He's like, you're not fucking telling this guy to leave. Then I'll leave. And I was like, both of you leave. God damn it. I'm going to leave. You know what? I'm going to leave. You know, it's bad when a customer is like, I'm kicking you out of a place that I'm paying to be at as well. Does it need to be said that that is an insane thing to say? Or is it so insane that my just ignoring him works out just fine he's not yes. saying it to a parent of a of a survivor o- we're not at the oklahoma city you know memorial here that's when you just uh, get up and go like ah, i think i'm just gonna leave don't blame the bartender no i hey man like you're in new york welcome to the game baby you know well, this is all part of it this is not like cranzburg town bar right and you're like, well, because you would know that guy then. He'd be like, I'm going to tell your mother what you're saying, and I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Uh, but Vic Vey was right, man. <laughs> that's so fucking, like, the t- most terrible thing that McVeigh was right. But it's like, you hear that and you go, that's a doozy. <laughs> I'll put that one in the notebook. That's because one. Uh, I haven't heard Oklahoma City said in about 20 years. A lot of news happened right. since. <laughs> and this guy's got a lot of opinions about it. I just don't think he likes kids. He must have just what? Is there a, watching History Channel? Is there a new special out? Because that just seems like it's just on top. And this guy probably, you know what he did? He went across the street to do a set and made fun of the bartender. Right. Jackass. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, I understand why he would get up. Like, you know, I've been in bars where I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to do it today. We're out of here. 
pay for your drink. Let's go. Right, right. But I'm not going to be like, well, sir, I've had enough. The riffraff in this trailer bar. <laughs> asshole. Yeah, shit. There's half a trailer on the wall. Like, if you didn't expect to hear this shit, I don't know what you're thinking. Go to Fitzy's up, up, up the street and talk about Irish soccer. Um, which is 90% of the fucking bars. Talk to that famous uh, comedian's brother who's tending bar down there. Can we tell you a few stories about uh, working on TV? Were you surprised that it was a real thing that Hmm. most bartenders in New York are actually people from Ireland? I was like, holy shit, that is not a trope. Right. I thought it was like a sitcom thing. No, there. I mean, I mean, uh, most like. Old school bars, you're like, yeah, yeah. Shit, this guy's talking about East Dublin. I was like, this guy's <laughs> been through the shit. You know why? Because they're not afraid to cut people off because they've seen no. cars yeah. blown up. Right. And it's that type of bar that's like, when do you guys open? We have it at 6 a.m. Yeah. Like, are you allowed to? And it's like, I'm from fucking Ireland. We open when I fucking want to. And you're like, okay. And you're the guy that would show up at 6 a.m. for your bar shift. Of course. Yeah. I, on the other hand, would sleep till noon. They're good bartenders, too. Oh, no, it's true. They. It's so funny because that happened when my brother and his wife visited. Um, they stayed at Ashley's Hotel. This is right after they got married. Mm-hmm. It's part of their honeymoon trip. They came to New York. Um, so Ashley's Hotel was like in uh, Midtown It's the giraffe? The giraffe, yeah. Yeah. So there was this great irish like proper fucking dank old fucking irish pub down the street and i would meet her after work often and they had the straight up like fresh off the boat like just snatch your fucking tongue out of your mouth if you say something wrong but female bartender Uh, because all the day guys were like 60 year old men white shirts tie Mm mm-hmm Rolled up. They look like Coach from Cheers. I love it. And those guys worked like 10 hours. They went home to their wife and kids. Right, exactly. Listen to the fucking radio. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Put on the Victrola. But then the the people who worked the late shift were just these straight up Irish fucking, they don't take no shit. If you don't have your order ready, you get made fun of. Oh, yeah. And then they leave you. And come back. So <laughs> my uh, sister-in-law asked for a drink. She gets in Watertown at a Watertown townie bar. I think it was called Chuck and a Cup. Oh, boy. So it's That's just a fucking crazy. Beautiful. Chuck Norris. It's, you know, it's named after fucking Chuck Norris. So she's like, I will have. And I'm like, uh, Miller Lite, Miller Lite, Bud Light, two Jamesons, go. And she's like, mm. I'll take a chuck in a cup. Fuck. And this woman, you could see her face shift. She just went, chuck in a cup. Chuck in a cup. What the fuck is a chuck in a cup? Chuck in a cup. And just like laid into her. And it was like, I will take an am still. Just have a light beer. <laughs> she was like, we don't got that. We don't got that. We don't got that. And she just fucking, it was like, you don't, nothing fancy. You know who Just the, the spirit. Neat, please. This woman wasn't isn't an Irish bartender, and I'll know you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Toughest broad around, 
Looney Tunes baseball jersey yes. on sometimes. Downtown at the old grassroots bar. This chick was from fucking Bayonne. Oh, fucking God, yeah. hard as nails. Nobody fucked with her yet. Totally befriended. Like she just knew we were too. It's like she our, could see our it friends. In our eyes. It's like our friends from Rikers at the hot dog store. Like we're so foolish. Like we're yes. like a like a paper boy or something, or like a, <laughs> exactly. an abused like, puppy. They're just like <laughs> I could oh, shucks. put my heel. Through, like I could step on these guys' necks, but it would wouldn't be worth it. They're goofy enough. They pay their bills. That's true because we go to grassroots, and this was like the first. One of the first bars we went to. Sure. And it's a fucking basement bar I love on St. Mark's Place. It's close to NYU. And it is a fucking... It looks like a bar from Gangs of New York. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been a tables. bar yeah, since the fucking city, and since it was New Amsterdam. You gotta go down. And Nothing beats going down from the sidewalk and into the sta- a place. And the stairs love are all it. broken. Yeah. You go down... There were only three people that I ever saw work there, and it was the the wife who Hans mentioned. Just she looks like her name is Birdie or something. Like, yeah, girl. Just type of chick that's like son of Sam. Fuck you, son of like she would fist fight, and just like I ain't scared of nothing. Yeah, she probably yeah got into an argument with Berkowitz because her mail wasn't getting there on time. Like just she's and she's like six six foot. Red hair, just tall, and just she's got the eyes. Just she knows fucking nonsense when she sees it. T-shirt and so jeans, that's what chick. It, yeah, tucked in and like Hans said, Tuck, that's yeah. why we were just like, this lady is the shit. Because yeah. we w- went in one time and she just had a shirt she had had since the 90s. Game knows it game. It was just... The villains from Looney Tunes. Oh, I love it. Oh, I thought it was the so Marvin Taz Martian and Bugs. Uh, no, Crusher. this is it's even better than that because that was our comment. We're like, well, of course you expect the Taz Bugs Bunny. Uh, kid oh, she player. went deeper cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just deep cut. She went no, no villains. Marvin Martian, hairy red guy with the sneakers. Probably Taz, because it's that Oliver shirt. He's still considered a villain. Yeah, before his spinoff. Yeah, no pun intended. Um, and they're just, like, lined up. Like, they're, you know, like, they've just been arrested. And we're like, and it's front and back, same image. And it's like, this lady. Well, and that's the thing. She knows, she can see nonsense coming down Main Street. And she saw us and was like, this is some nonsense I don't want to deal with. But much like Richard Nixon, we kept coming back and we wore her down. Yes, yes. Because she yes, would yes. get you get the fucking steely eyes, and then she'd recognize us, and then immediately let it down. Because we acknowledge the shirt. You gotta, <laughs> but not just the shirt, just the fact, like you know who you fucking are. You're, you're gonna, gonna wake change. up. You're not. There's zero self consciousness. You get your t-shirt with cartoons that are still good, just because the trend might be over. They're fucking posers, anyways. This is a funny cartoon. Grew up with it. I'm going to tuck it in. I'm going to put on a braided belt. And I'm going to fucking stick up my middle finger to these NYU pricks. I just feel like she's oh, of course, she's not a fan of college types. She's they, like Richard you know. Nixon. The elite. <laughs> she elite. fucking voted for Nixon. You goddamn oh, right. Yeah. She's a and booster. And it's just like, she's like, no, no, no. Take the glasses, fellas. I know you're just going to drink straight from the beer pitcher because you think it's fun. 
Just take a glass, would you? Just, can you go in the corner, though? Don't get uh, in the way of their dart game. They'll they'll, they'll kill you. They, uh, uh... Here, have some popcorn. You look like you haven't eaten in two days. Oh, God. And, and, and you look like the only two guys that would actually eat popcorn in this bar. <laughs> For dinner. <laughs> exactly. She, again, game knows game. She's like, these fucking guys. She, you don't think she eats the popcorn? She <laughs> eats the popcorn. You smell like Gray's papaya, so right. I know oh, how yeah. you're living. Again, don't eat meat, but if I did, it'd probably be two dogs and a papaya juice. I will probably I, have that again before I die. And if so I have one, I'll have six. We're just talking about it. It's just like that. Gray's papaya is just like the quintessential fucking weird New York thing. And I hadn't thought about it in years, and we talked about it, and I told her, I was like, Hans and I used to eat Gray's papaya like fucking four times a week when we first moved to new york because it's just and for those of you don't know it's it's a place called gray's papaya it's a fucking hot dog place in their little corner like you walk in you know it's like soup nazi you're like i'll take however many dogs you want and you either say dogs no onion because they're gonna give them to you they just got them on a flat top cooking you know fucking aluminum foil and then you get they have papaya juice or other types of juices i've never got another juice which is made with like a powder and water so right it has like i couldn't tell you what a papaya tastes like but it's fucking awesome it goes perfect with the hot dog the first date i ever went on in new york which i didn't even know was a date because i (laughs) when i'm single i don't know i don't know like i can't gauge what like it only is in retrospect where like I'm like, oh, she was hitting on it. I got another story about that. But like this woman was like, hey, we should go out sometimes. I was like, great. Do you know Grace Papaya? She's from fucking Washington Heights. Like she's from New York. She's like, of course. Yeah. I was like, my buddy Casey's coming. You, me, him. (laughs) We're going to Grace Papaya. And then she proceeded. We took her to Times Square. She proceeded to have a hot dog and a drink. And I had six hot dogs and a drink. And she's like, I'm just going to walk home. And and that was it. Oh my god! It was that was like the first month we lived in New York. We would hang out in Times Square, like you would have thought we grew up in the seventies, right? Just because they have coins, smut theaters, and fucking comic book newsstands. And we're like, nah, nah, I just like going to Virgin Mega Store, buy a DVD, get get a pack of chiclets. And then we're going to buy our books for the week. And I don't know why we're in Chicago. <laughs> I had another incident. I don't know if I ever talked about this, but it's one I always look back on. Single. Single at the time. Um, I'm hanging out at that bar. Um, P, uh, McManus. Yes. Late night. It's me, Justy. And the only thing is because this never happens because this is a movie thing. This woman... I don't know if I was on that night or because we all know it's not because it's not because of my broad jaw and my high cheekbones. But I look up and this woman is giving me literally seeing the movie eyes over her drink, looking at I make eye contact. She looks down at her drink, looks back at me. And then Justy leans over. He's like, that chick wants to fucking take you home. I was like, oh, Justy. (laughs) And she looks at me. And then finally, I'm like, fuck it. I go sit over by her and make the bar small talk. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is this is interesting. And then literally, we walk out. 
And she's like, I'm uh, house sitting a block and a half down. I'm like, all right. How does this get better? Any better? I'm locked down. (laughs) And then she starts to turn left and I go, well, I'll see you later. And then I walk to the subway station with Justy to (laughs) forever have this. In and, and like it was like as I got on the train, I was like, "She's, she's only black halfway." I was like, "What the what fuck am I doing? was I like?" I just I can't still don't know. Like I, you it's know what like, I think it was? I think I, I was like George Costanza nervous because she was mm-hmm. so forward. It was so foreign to me, just as a little you. troll, and it was too perfect. I was like, yeah. "What? Am, like I can't. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to go through this thing." What am I going to do when I get there? I'm going to be alone. Jesse can't come. (laughs) But her face was definitely like, like she still thinks about it because she's in shock that I didn't turn the corner with. It was literally that she was like my shirt uh, open. Yeah, right. This guy. Oh, my God. Like she should have picked you up and carried you home. You know what? I actually think I was in a loose contractual relationship with this girl. I was seeing with this girl Domenica I was seeing. So I you that. made the. So I think I made the honorable being... choice. Like I said, I loose, similar, loose, similar nah, I, I circumstances. Went with it. Couldn't like, have went with it. And it was like, what are you doing? I was with my friend Gabe, and yeah. we had just done a show at the Creek. And Gabe is awesome, but Gabe is a nut. Capital P a great... party, capital A animal. I think he this might guy be one of the most partiest animals I've ever been around. Ever. Oh, yes. I've been around hands some. Down. And he just go. You can go. Man, go it's from San Francisco. It's cool dude. Like, just cool dude. He's the There's kind of guy that would be in a Kerouac novel. Am I right? And they'd yes. probably just no. call him Frisco. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. a perfect description. Just imagine him as a Jack Kerouac character called Frisco, because that was him. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. So a similar thing we did a show, like... We did a comedy show at the Creek. He was there. We were hanging out. The show went well, and it was just the similar thing. Like, there's these two girls, and I'm with Frisco. <laughs> and, like, I'm, uh, you know, it's like you were talking about. It's like when you get that third eye. Yeah. Like, I got self-awareness. So I was like, I think. I'm crushing it tonight. I think is this is, I couldn't have planned it better. And, like, you know, it's too late to realize, and <clears throat> just fucking, like three in the morning at this like it's mm-hmm. so fucking late so fucking late and similar thing we two frisco and i head out two girls are out there and they're kind of like there's a taxi <laughs> and i was like well see you later i live down the street because I, <laughs> I walk fucking home uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it was but, a similar thing because I was like, well, because he like put his hand on my shoulder. And he's like, are you serious? Yeah. Frisco. Right that's now. Some, yeah. And I was like, I just, there's a girl I went out on a date with two weeks ago. I got a beef she probably patty doesn't at like home. Me, but it was just like, it's same, same thing. Just like, <laughs> have a good night, y'all. Nice to know you. It's like, what are you doing? I got home and I shut the door and I was like, what the fuck did that what? happening? Why uh, am I but, at home by myself right now? But we're not Frisco's. Why are we? Not why saying we're not Frisco's? It's okay. It's okay. We, we you never know no. what those turn of events. Who knows what we'd be? We'd probably have boots like 
snakeskin boots on now. Right. Yeah. You know, we western shirts. You I don't want to. We don't want to go that like, way. Pinky yeah. rings. We'd be the Venice Beach weirdos. Yeah. Like, that's where the all roads lead to. Just fucking wearing women's underwear on a beach somewhere. Too many mirrors. Too, yeah. <laughs> Too many mirrors. John Lennon. Carrying combs. Um, Casey, you familiar with? Well, no. Uh, I got continue. Remember that guy that killed his family with the exhaust fumes? Yes, yes, yes. Of There's another fella named George Gibbs from Columbus, Ohio. Hey, this guy is a an Ohioite. Uh, sorry, Ash. He suffered second degree <laughs> burns on his head <laughs> because this is what happened is one freezing cold morning. Unable to start his car, George diagnosed the problem as a frozen fuel line, which he thought he could correct by running warm petrol through it. He then tried to Hot heat a two gallon gas, a two gallon can of petrol on his gas stove in the kitchen. And he burned his fucking head. You put gasoline he put a... onto the stove. <laughs> burned his head. He's fucking lucky. He's just got a hairy. No, exactly. Because did it just like, just like a pillar? It just like plop. I don't know what would happen. I can't even picture what happens as you slowly heat gasoline from underneath. On a coil burner, I eventually I, that's... it ignites, right? But how does it ignite? Not in a like an explosion, right? But there's not pressure. It's, right? it's not pressurized. So does it blow up like the liquid? I think up? it's just like a foof, like a fireball. <laughs> Got to be a big ass fucking fireball, right? I know. Now that you, this is like a like a meditative exercise of like, if you need to calm down, just think about heating gas on a stove and try and figure out what would happen. Cause I can't, I just, I can't, I can't make the leap. I can't comprehend that statement. It's like a fight club or a speed thing. Like in fight club, like when he gives like the acid on the hand, he's like, take the pain. If you got the, if you've given up on life enough, you'll stand by that fucking pot, (laughs) that soup pot. Full of fucking unleaded, <laughs> and you'll slowly let it heat up just, until just the brink when you know to kick it off. You you just answered your own question. Now it's just he was staring down the barrel of that pot like any fucking second. Just do it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> but then he's kind and of then f- he pulled out at the last minute when that fireball was coming. Oh up. yeah, he so, saw you know again. Like maybe it's a shine on it. Maybe it's the most creative suicide ever. <laughs> It's like when they say with those people that jump off a bridge, unless oh. they're drunk, they die because they don't like yeah, yeah, weeble loosey goosey. So this guy was staring down the barrel and you could see that the Reaper in the bottom of that tepid unleaded and he just, no, <laughs> and then just got him on the top. Is it bad that I always judged uh, the form of suicide bridge jumpers? For the longest time before I realized that hitting water at that height was like hitting concrete, I was like, Fucking put your arms out and dive, bro. <laughs> right. You deserve do it. it. Do it. Come on. Point those toes. <laughs> and I was always like, I'd do it. I'd just, I'd do a turn in the air, get my arms up, right form. <laughs> as my fucking, as the water snaps just my neck back into my asshole. 
Oh my! Uh, oh, you want a you want a Christmas movie to be ruined for you forever? Speaking uh, of bridge suicide, is it one I like? It's Elf. Mm. Sure. Someone pointed. I saw it online, and I went, "Okay, now I can't unsee that." There's that scene after you know his dad tells him like, "You're a fucking psycho. Leave me alone." Yeah, yeah. Where Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell's standing on a bridge, and someone went, "Yeah, he's standing on the bridge because he was about to commit suicide." Who was like, Will right Ferrell? Before, right before Santa shows up and asks for help. That was in the script. There, there's a, no. It's in the movie. I and I was like, wait. He doesn't stand on a bridge like he's going to commit suicide. And there, sure enough, there's a part where right after his dad tells him to fuck off, he's in his full elf suit and he's standing on a bridge. That's and they a- were like, yeah, he was about to jump off the fucking bridge and commit suicide. And I watched it. And that's right when Santa shows up. So I was like, if Santa, Santa had to take a leak. Fucking there goes, buddy. I saw a, this will be a treat for you. Speak, I don't know what movie so you this make, ruins. If we're going to do Dark Holidays, there you go. Elf the Suicide movie. Um, Some movie you don't care about, but it was in like a listicle and it had a little flash. It's a movie, a scene takes place on a bridge and they're like, you see that little speck on the far side of the bridge? That's a guy jumping to his death. So it's just yeah. some guy in the background committing suicide off a bridge. As I don't, it, I don't. It was in a, like, like a Coppola a movie or something. Life. Is we getting some shitty? The Rumblefish. Yeah, exactly. It was like yeah. Uh, what's that shitty movie with uh, the Robin Williams, Fisher King or something? <laughs> that is yeah. Where was I? Can I? Have you seen? Speaking of ruining Christmas for people, sure. Or not? Can. What is it with older, hardier generations? We always go back to it. I guess it's fucking World War One. I. I guess it's Spanish flu. It's the Depression. They're just too fucking hard that it bleeds into everything. There is a mm-hmm. Disney cartoon called, what did I write, wrote it down? Santa's Workshop from 1932, which is available on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Three and a half minutes. The most terrifying degenerative frightening and it comes down to everything i was like yes the animation at the time it's a newer Mm -hmm. thing so you're gonna they do the repetition a lot right like oh sure the cycles are yeah the cycle so toothpaste on the brush and we do it to the rhythm toothpaste on the brush and we brush a reindeer's teeth toothpaste on the brush and we brush a reindeer's teeth but the fucking elves don't need to be gaunt and missing teeth. You know, like, there's no... Yeah, animation is repetitive because you just got to cycle. But, like, why do they look scary? And Santa's voice doesn't have to be bellowing as though the deepest baritone from the depths of hell. He's like, oh, little Lisa wrote me a letter. She's been bad and Sam's been better. Give her airplanes. Give him gum. Now come, my elves. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? And That's then- what that guy saw on the bottom of that gas pan. It is so, and there's always like the elf singing. Even then, there's like one else going, 
We paint the horses, we paint the glue, uh, we paint the horses, then use glue, and then they cut to, like, a fatter, sicker elf who's like, and then renew, it was time for Christmas. It's like, you know what? Those aren't normal voices. You you guys knew what voices meant in 1932. Right, you didn't. Where's the pain from? Like, you, es- you cartoons are to escape the pain, yet they keep bleeding in. Embrace it. They go on the assembly line, and I was like, the assembly line is, they take a log, and they cut it in half, and then they punch a hole in the log, and then they put a horse's head in the hole, and then it falls onto a conveyor belt, and then they take a dangerous-looking drill and drill into (laughs) the butthole, and then a sicker elf. Grabs a swath of glue and throws a tail in the horse. And now it's a horse. And it's like, that corkscrew in that butthole is so unsettling. (laughs) And then, of course, that cartoon does have a disclaimer, that 10 second disclaimer. That's like, we know we're racist, but we're going to keep showing you this racist content because we'll learn from it. Even though we we offer nothing other than that, because. It's like, it's really kind of cool animation. It's like all the mechanical toys marching in place. So it's like, mm-hmm. and and they like are really rigorous because in the animation style at the time, you could have like these mechanics go. So it's like an elephant walking and then honking the horn. And then these horrible depictions of Asian people and they march and they take off their um, rice paddy hat. And then turn to the yeah. camera and go zing as their hair flops up, and then it's oh, a cycle, right? It the so rat they go, tail? Yes. I was just like, I can't. Everything is pain. Everything is pain oh, yeah. up until are we, are we too soft now? That's where I was going. And I'm because well, the racist part. Let's let's well, we're yeah. less racist. That's all. Well, yeah, yeah, questionably, we're. Let's just say we're not going to do that. A, there's a scale. There's a scale. But uh, because softness, it was like yeah. the you were just saying that, and like I love all those old car- cartoons because they're I find them amusing because they're so unsettling. Yeah, but it's oh. like the first the first appearance of the character Mighty Mouse mm-hmm. takes place in a fucking concentration camp. Right, right, right. right. The whole short is Nazi cats loading mice onto a fucking train to send them to the fucking mouse Auschwitz. Like, that's it. It's so bleak. It's so dark. I was like, is this a concentration camp cartoon? And then Mighty Mouse shows up and beats up the cat. I was like, okay, this is is intense. Everything, like, life was, I don't know if we're, life was just fucking real, and now it's, it's, I guess, not maybe that's coming from a different place but they were just like i'm fucking we're fighting the fucking nazis you're not Mm -hmm. making a mouse cartoon just about eating cheese because we don't have any fucking cheese so go fuck off if you're not doing nazi propaganda and you're not over there in the fucking trenches what the fuck are you doing so if you're cartooning you're cartooning mouse right fights all i can think about is fights one of the most amazing artists of all time and added so much to the tapestry of modern pop culture is the comic book artist Jack Kirby. Right. Who was a comic book artist before the war to a point where a Nazi showed up at the 
office they were all working at. Mm-hmm. And he went outside to fist fight him, mm-hmm. beat the shit out of this American Nazi in the street, and then went to the fucking war and yeah. came back and made made the Fantastic Four and, and that, the Hulk. That is what I, is so interesting about that generation comparatively, right? Because you name anybody from that time, that and it's unsuspecting. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, so they're like, yeah, that's Jimmy Tony. Stewart. He owns the, he cobbles shoes down the street. He fucking shot down 20 planes over Bastogne in World War II. And you're like, that fucking guy? And anybody, oh you'll yeah. be like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, that Broadway singer, uh, you know, Tony Capone or whatever. You know, you know, he got nominated for a Tony. He fucking slid a Nazi's throat when he volunteered when he was 16, faked his birth certificate when he was 18. You're like, everybody's what? fucking affected here. But everybody, <laughs> Dude, everybody's like- in the fucking war. I don't know if you listened to it, but the last road trip we had, we listened to the Smartless podcast where they interviewed Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard it. And he has that story about working in the hotel. Oh, yes. Yes. With the guy that drops off the dry cleaning. So he's like 17. And they drop up. He's the bellhop suits. When Tom Hanks was 17. When he was young. When Tom Hanks was 17. Because he's talking about, they had asked him a question about, like, what about World War II it's so is so enticing driving. to you? Yeah. And he tells the story about this guy who would drop off the dry cleaning. Newman, first name basis. He's Tom Hanks, 17. This guy's in his 50s. You know? And then he sees him every week. Every week. And then one time he's gone for like two weeks. And Tom mm-hmm. Hanks is like, hey, Mickey, why didn't I see you? And he's like, went on vacation with the boys. And right. He's like, oh, vacation with the boys. He's like, yeah, yeah, we went to Europe. And he was like, oh, cool. Did you have fun? And he was like, would say it was fun. Basically, this guy and meets up with his friends who survived the war. They travel back to France to visit the graves where their other friends died. They were in like D-Day, right? Yeah, they, they stormed a beach in Normandy. So they go back to fucking Normandy every summer. And he was like, oh, right. And here I thought you're just an old man who delivers suits. You know, exactly. It's the same thing. It's like, no, nah, he, he's not going to wear it on his sleeve. But Well, so that's the switch, right? Nothing against Vietnamers, but it seems like that generation's the first generation that really got worked up. Well, and it, it's, I mean, well, I guess it's because there was the fucking GI Bill. And after mm-hmm. World War Two, they were like, thank you fucking you assholes for like, thank you guys for beating the Nazis. We're going to make sure you can buy a home. We're going to, you know, like, because right. it seems like the first generation of warriors of of soldiers that went to war that afterwards you kind of saw the space in their eye and you knew what was coming next when you gave them the wrong change was i was in fucking numb and you're like ah fuck you don't hear that about world you never heard anybody say "Eh, do you ever hear anybody say uh maybe i was in ww2 but it's always like over a cold whiskey and like a (laughs) jovial like after like a fight like he's like you're going to take that from that guy? And he goes over there and he gets his ass kicked and he comes back with a bloody lip and he's like, <laughs> I was in WW2. Never happened. Well, it, it reminds me. It was like, I, I'm sure he spoke to you. We had that in high school, the class American, what was it called American Studies? Mm-hmm. And it was that American Lit partnered with history. I don't know if that was still around when you I know were what you're talking junior. about already, I bet. And there was a guy, like, he probably lived in your neighborhood. I delivered his newspaper. 
that they called in every single year to talk about World War Two, and he's just this unassuming. I'd see him around town, tall mm-hmm. guy, skinny, give me five like bucks classic every Christmas, Midwestern farmer, gauntish, and he tells the story about fucking. Being shot down in Nazi France and like surviving in the mountains and shit. He's like fucking, you? Yeah, I think he was even eventually captured and fucking survived a prison camp. Like this guy's story is Band is, of Brothers shit. Like he was yeah, hiding you, in barns. Like, like yeah, surviving. He told it, and I was like, this is uh, if you if I wrote this movie, they'd be like, you're fucking crazy. It's too on because the nose. it's too on the nose. You can't yeah. be an ace fighter pilot and also a survivalist and also John Rambo, right? Eh, just an old guy, normal guy. And this just goes to show you, fucking scumbags. <laughs> Our T-shirt that day before, he was like, "Okay, so he's coming in to speak." Oh God, I, know. I don't yeah. want any of you asking him about what it was like to kill Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was oh, like, God. who would ask that question? But then you kind of look over your shoulder and you see those fucking dopes going. So it was gonna, that was going to be my first question. What's it like to kill a man? Is he fucking like, don't knows. ask him that. Kinda You'll find out when though. he snaps your neck. Right. Oh, can you? I mean, think about how many people of that generation have fucking blood on their hands and you just don't know it when you're getting to an argument at the no. at the way station. Right, exactly. When I cut him in line at the Firestone. But that's the thing. They were all in the war together. So it's like back in the West when you didn't know. You just had to assume everybody had a Derringer in their boot. So everybody treated everybody civilly. So you just had to assume everybody was in the war. So you just went, ah, there's something going on behind those eyes. We'll strike a deal over this car battery. That guy's fought in the mud with a bayonet, I think. He just has that look. God almighty. Yeah. Yeah. The answer that the answer is yes, we're absolutely softer Mm -hmm. for the better. Some like our Christmas movies are more enjoyable, I would say, because the Santa Claus is an ad executive and not, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, uh, didn't survive the bombing of uh, of, uh, Marseille or whatever. Um, Yeah. Pin it. I just got it. I had a pin. Because uh, I had a note, and last, uh, when we were talking with Henning, we had the skanking in the ass. Oh, yeah. The disgusting claymation. Yep. Got scooped. Fuck off. What do you mean? Got scooped. Uh, Seth Rogen. Oh, I heard it's about that. It's the most poorly reviewed thing on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Oh, yeah. And it's it, I, they don't call it skanking an ass, please. No, it's called Santa Incorporated. Yeah, I've heard Sarah it, Silverman yeah. and mm-hmm. Seth Rogen. Uh, I just a clip of it. I was like, this is unwatchable. Is it like for me overly dirty for? It's overly dirty, and nobody delivers the dirty lines with any fervor. Joie, joie de vivre. Mm, I see what you mean. It's very like it's a very yeah. So but. Stick hey, it to you. My, yeah, put a candy cane in my vagina, would you? Huh? Like they don't even care. Right. It's like it's like if a if a kid, like an eleven year old, it's just like a, a knockoff of South Park. I was gonna say how to do it. it's like that. It's that uh, the the poop that took a pee or whatever that episode right. where they write the grossest yes. book ever just to write it. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate because my skanking an ass. It's oh, got yeah. some finesse. 
Oh, it's yeah. got some chindos, can- oh, uh, striped candy cane chindos. <laughs> it's got Rudolph the Red Nose Kami. Uh, I, so I, I pinned it because I was like, I had a note in my phone. I heard about I, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't bring myself to watch it. It's a good idea, but it has. It's not to, a bad idea. Because I love those. It's like Henning said. There's only one company in Oregon that's actually doing legit claymation, and that's unfortunate because that shit has. That also has a a look to it mm-hmm. that's like, yeah, like even that, like Santa Claus is such a prick. Like that would not fly today, and I'm glad it flew then because it's. I don't know. Just yeah, you need a little. You need a little edge. To you need a nasty we corporal in edge. your life. To... Yeah, you, a corporal. Oh <laughs> that you're basing your Santa Claus on. Oh my god. I guess this is on the same wavelength. as This is where I was going with that. Uh, I was looking it up, but like, there was just, it wasn't just that life was so real. There was just not enough going on either. For example, Christmas party. These miners are on strike in West Virginia, Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. All right. It's 1913. They've been on strike. So they've actually got Christmas Eve off. It's crazy. They've been on strike for five months. Throw a party. All these hardworking coal miners from fucking Mm -hmm. Southern Pennsylvania and their families, their union bosses. They rent a a two-story union hall or whatever, or it's at a union hall, and it's like 200 rowdy fucking blue collar sure. workers to celebrate and one guy there because this was how boring i guess 1913 was that a fun prank to do was yell fire he fucking yelled fire as a cool practical joke 73 people died were trampled because he yelled fire on the second floor and they there was one narrow staircase Ooh. to get out and these are boot people, too. There's no nary a sneaker in sight. No, 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 no. These guys were fucking hard-soled boot people. This is a crazy dickhole. It's like, Hansi, get a load of this. Fire! Fire! Oh, fuck that. It's the same guy. He must be related to the fucking gas pot guy. It's gas pot guy. They actually, that happened again in New York in a movie theater, and that's why they made it. That's why you hear you can't yell fire in a, in a theater. Some asshole as a practical joke, probably a young 1888 Casey or Hans, like, hey, get this. I'm going to yell fire so they think it's on fire. He fucking did it. <laughs> Down in um, uh, five points or whatever, mm-hmm. yelled fire. Like hundreds of people died in this fucking theater. It became a huge, look it up. It's a huge incident. And that's where that became illegal to yell fire because that was just a thing to make too much. It illegal. Yeah, that's how dumb it is. We can't, we can't just, we can't be trusted as a people to not make bad jokes. So what happens? But if a joke's they... so bad. A joke is l- l- real generous to this too. Right? <laughs> you work on your bits, bro. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, and then obviously, I guess you have the the fire if there is yeah. a fire. So somebody Wait, yells fire you... now. What's your reaction? Yeah. You're you're sitting down. You're watching, uh, I don't know, uh, Unforgiven, the movie theater. They're playing <laughs> an old dime theater. <laughs> brought it back. Somebody yells fire theater. in the back. So of course it's on fire. 
What do you do? You look over your shoulder, don't see a direct flame, and then kind of go back to Eastwood, or you're going towards an exit? I'd like to think I'd be orderly. You think so? I'd like to think so. I but, don't know that. But you'd leave, you'd trust that somebody's not just reviving an old bit. Right. That's, uh, yes, I would trust if I heard it, I would be, I would take it as 100% truth. There's a fucking fire here. And not, not you sparking up your dube because right. you want, because you're watching Unforgiven, and I can't watch Unforgiven unless I'm blazing. Christmas Eve, Unforgiven, getting blazed off Delta 8. <laughs> Delta 8. That's that synthetic THC, right? I don't know. Uh, I was at a party, and there was like a white elephant gift. And so I'm too out of the drug game, but yeah. there was like fun stuff like Delta 8 gummies and Delta 8 like infused Bloody Mary mix. So is it like they, get you high like weed, but it's not illegal like weed? From what I heard, because they they brought in or the someone brought in samples of their like there's a Delta Eight like white claw. Oh, so it's so like there's dad no grass? alcohol in it. There's no alcohol in it, and I guess I know this from somebody that that I work with. They drank one of the samples, yeah, just to test it out. And he's normally he was like, "Hey man, I stopped smoking weed because it like just gives me fucking anxiety, Parody, and I can't yeah. my shut my brain off." And he's like, "It's chilled me out. It felt good." It's it's like a CBD kind of thing, a little yeah. Strong. It's it's like a loophole, I guess, from what someone there was telling me. Like it is THC, but they like it's one molecule off of what is illegal. So yeah, so I know a little bit about that, like. People that create CBD, they get tested from the government. People listening probably know more specifics. They they have they'll they'll come in right, and like no they'll test your crop. It's not that there's no THC. Depending on where you're at and your license, you can have up to a certain point of THC. So I think like Delta Eight is probably literally up to that point because they'll come in and yeah. if you test like one point above, it's called testing hot. They'll burn your whole fucking crop. Or narcotics. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about that company, Dadgrass? Did I talk about that mm, on here? No, you mentioned it just a moment ago. I never heard of it. It's, uh, you can go to their website. I think it's dadgrass.com and it's so perfect. It must be Delta eight because you can buy it yeah. online. So it yeah, uh, yeah. must just be right under that level, but it's just flour. It's just weed, but they roll it like cigarettes and it comes in like a fake looking Marlboro red pack. So old dad can just keep his pack in the garage or it comes and it looks like an old transistor radio or a cassette tape. So you can go out in the garage and look at your tools and kids won't, you know, find your stash because it just looks like, you know, <laughs> you're it's probably more common for a dad to have a bag of weed than they'd be like, I think dad has a problem. He has Marlboro Reds in the garage. I think he's smoking <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> no, it's worse like, than fucking weed. Him and mom must be fighting. I was, He's uh, got his American spirit blues out there, yes, ripping some butts. I would say it's more acceptable to uh, speak, light up speaking a Speaking of dad than, grass, yeah. I just, I had heard the, uh, grass. Uh, the old old Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I know. Sold the Sold catalog. the entire catalog for half a billion dollars. Well, I didn't hear the amount, but when I heard the merger go through, oh yeah, I was like, I hope somebody bought it like me and threw it in the river in front of him. (laughs) Like it's a physical entity. (laughs) entity Like he literally gave you a briefcase full of vinyls and you went, 
And then he counted his money and went, hey, man, enjoy it. And he went, you slept with a man's wife at a gym and <laughs> threw it in the East River. He, she was married. You were married, I know, Bruce. I heard it. I was like, uh, I love being sanctimonious until everybody's got a price. Oh, yeah. Now you're half a billionaire. So Did he need half a billion dollars? He did not. Fucking guy. Elon Musk should have done what you said. Dropped half a billion and like put put all of Bruce, Spring, Bruce Springsteen's music onto a dick-shaped rocket and shot it into the sun. Never. And he can't. Can never he play be his heard music? from again. Can he play his music at a show? How does, what's that loophole? Or like now when That's he plays true. his music, he has to give a percentage away. He doesn't own his catalog. Is he going to write new no. music? Oh, God. Yeah. 2022 is, like is worse than. There's going to be so many COVID folk songs with hard oh, American yeah. rock riffs in it. COVID on the COVID on the train and I'm going oh. to Vegas. COVID on the train. Obama on the mic smoking a Marlboro. Tightest jeans 2021. Singing ever about seen. being an old president. Just so tight because they form his sagging 65 year old skin back into a butt <laughs> cheek. What kind I'm of audacity do you that have? Theater. What kind of audacity do you have that your fucking album cover is your set of butt cheeks and jeans? Do you know the ego you got? You know how big your head is? How that your fucking butt cheeks. Your your firm buns are your selling point. <laughs> I want to be in that room where he's like, "I got it." And it okay, cool. We're what in the is Street band. I'm Van Zant, Stevie Van Zant. What's up, bro? I want my ass on the cover of that record. What do you mean? No, like you're referring to yourself? Like, yo, I'm and an American flag in my back pocket. So is that pro America, Bruce, or anti America? Depends on how I tight the buns yet. are. <laughs> I mean, he had to look in the mirror and go, like, caught uh-huh. you looking, Bruce. Uh-huh. Talking to himself. <laughs> caught you looking. But caught if, you looking, me. If we ever put a jerk practice episode out on vinyl or out in a CD form or on a cassette, I mean, that's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. Back, it's just backsides. Called, it's called caught you looking. Although we kind of did, right? Like, our first promotional thing was... Literally, Legs. right? Tight jean shorts and mm-hmm. roller skates. God, that's a good fucking cover, man. Those hairy legs. I gotta try jean and find shorts. that and post it. Beautiful. Get, I gotta I do anything. It. Anything we want <laughs> under in our control. <laughs> Maestro's pulling the strings. What do you think that? I first off, you know, preface. I I hope that guy's doing really well. What do you think he's up to? Over under. Give me a profesh. Profesh? Not know, to take him down. Always seemed like a bank guy to me. That's what I was going to say. Bank guy. Right? He's got the nice cubicle in the back. You go talk to him about a mortgage. I think he could handle a mortgage pretty well. Right? Some car insurance, you know? Man, I think at this point, he might have an office. He Do might have blinds. Do you think I get a loan from him Not right now? Not a fucking currently? chance. <laughs> Casey, you I'm could black. qualify for a loan in every bank. That guy's not, not giving you one. a fucking dime. In fact, he's going to call his other buddies in the banks. You better go to Chechnya to get your loan. I got I got the black folio on you, my friend. Oh, God, yeah. You want to know blackmail? I got it. You ruined kids in the hall for me. <laughs>
God, what did I? What else is going yeah, on? What else? Oh, this Check is fucking fun. Speaking of synthetic drugs, everything kind of a recent Christmas crime that uh, should lift your spirits because it's mm-hmm. insane and it's like uh, I guess a little balance with insanity and joy. Some guy got I forget what it is in Florida got fucking lit up on bath salts and broke into his neighbor's house and fucking decorated their entire house. Put up a Christmas tree, fucking wreaths, lights, gifts under the tree, everything. Just rip-roaring. And then he probably fell asleep. That's how he busted him. But Is that as scary as yes. o- opening a closet to a leather? Just a man in leather? Walking. To show up to your own house? And someone else has decorated it for you? They were in the house. They were in the house? They were in the house. He's like the Grinch decorating in, in silence. Oh so you God. walk down and see your house is decorated. And mind you, you this him... didn't happen on Christmas Eve or anything. So it happened like a couple weeks ago. I'm assuming bath salts aren't as mellow as Delta 8. So I can't imagine this guy was quiet. This was kosher bass. It's just under salt. Less sodium. Just, okay. It's a low sodium. It's not as hot. This is Mrs. Dash. <laughs> Give me a dash of that dash. Because, I mean, I am not quiet when I decorate. Like, you know he's dad huffing down there because he's got to unpack the goddamn tree. The The lights are knotted. Uh, yeah, and a couple of them are out. Of like, course, well, and guess then you what? Gotta come in and out. out, in and out. Where did I put the fucking stocking hooks? Why do I only have big nails? <laughs> Just fucking out of your mind on bath salts. Oh, I can't. Then you did the dishes poorly. I might oh, add. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing they didn't tell in the story. Like, by decorate the house, they just he just means. You got a tree on its side. The, <laughs> like just the, kicked a hole in the wall. Right, exactly. Kind of looks like a... I guess it's a stocking. It's a foot. Yeah, it's it's his sock full of cum. I can't imagine because there... Just uh, that Bob Odenkirk had that movie come out where he oh, is yeah, the action yeah, hero. That's right. I, n- I didn't see it. I haven't seen it either. I heard it's great. Um, but the onus of that was his house got broken into that's multiple right. times. Oh, hit Bob Odenkirk's actual Bob house. Bob Odenkirk's did. actual house. That's where the house. like that he's been um, generating this in his head for like a decade or something, right? From that, right, incident. and that was his catharsis was writing this movie and then doing the fight training. Yeah, because just in the interview, he talked about like. So I'm just imagining like being upstairs, and you're like, "What should I do?" Oh. It's like this guy's out dadding you. What do you do? Like. That is, ter- it doesn't matter if they're decorating for Christmas or like no. you said, they don't have, they just have a shirt and, and and no pants and an axe. Like just anybody breaking that barrier that you don't know yeah. of your sanctuary. I got a Louisville so slugger next to my bed. That's all I got. But what am I going to do? Whoever, some guy high on basalts, classic Jason Voorhees catches the end of the bat as I swing. And of then be- bashes my brains in with it. Uses your bat against you. And I know I'm going to be the guy who fucking sacrifices himself. Get the kid. Go out the back door. And then I get fucking. Climb on my back out the raped. window. No. Because I'm not strong enough to boost people out a window. So I got to be the fucking sacrificial <laughs> lamb. They'll know us. No, they'll know like... another man as their father. <laughs> 
this bath salt guy just takes your spot. He just wears your face well, like a sounds, mask. He sounds productive, at least. He's getting shit done. He, he can afford Christmas. to fix a car. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, all I can think about is that episode of Cops that is, I'm sure everyone has seen where it's the naked African-American guy oh, covered in blood. Yeah. Who they're like, um, I think it's PCP. And they just follow him around. He just walks around like a force of nature because oh. they're like, okay, we're going to try and kind of corral him in a corner. And he's just like, <sighs> you just hear those huffy breaths as they blur out his naked body. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I think we're going to get him. I think we're going to get him. I think we're going to get him. And then he turns like with a moment of pure, beautiful clarity and just starts Hulk smashing a fence. He fucking... To climb through it. First punch. <gasps> Punches. It's a wooden plank fence. And his first punch knocks the first plank in half. Which is insane. And then another punch opens another plank. And then this very large guy covered in blood starts yeah. to slither through this fence. And you're just like, that is the scariest fucking thing ever and so with that's me i'm like i'm no hank aaron so me taking a swing at you with a louisville slugger right probably just gonna you're gonna slough it off you're gonna give me the (laughs) i don't want the chuckle oh my god and i can't there was another story in here which i was like this is because i looked up funny stories and it was uh a guy it's christmas eve a guy's closing his retail store He's alone. He sent his staff home. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's, it's very broad. He's in the back putting money in the safe, the, the deposit. And a young man comes in and holds him at gunpoint. And here's the Christmas part of it. Casey <laughs> points the gun and he fires it, but it doesn't go off. So the crook, so that's the Christmas miracle, I guess. But no, Casey, exactly. the miracle's coming next. Because the crook, a teenage crook, then decides to turn the gun and look down the barrel to oh, see God. what's wrong with it and blows something's, his own head off. Something stuck in my Merry gun. Christmas. <laughs> fucking Merry Christmas. That's the fucking... I guess if you, if you say Merry Christmas after everything. That's the guy you run into at Hank's Saloon, that retail worker who's like, uh, pour me another. Uh, guy pulled the trigger. I didn't die, but I wish I had. Because then his brain splattered all over my fucking face. As you're like, no, 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 no. It's like Tiger King. No, 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 Why are you playing with that? Oh, God. Fun. And again, that was, yeah, like 1986. Even a harder times in 1986. Recession, baby. We're going back there. Recession and Civil War. You thought World War IIes were hard? We're about to be Civil Wars. Civil War IIs. Yeah. Civil War II. C-Dub 2. C-W. I was in well, you, C-W-2. I have an awesome bar story for you. Okay. It happened on Friday, and it brought me back. I was like, it's like I'm in fucking New York again. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it's like getting close to closing time. Two dudes come in. They're like the last group. They sit down at the bar. Don't think anything of it. Get them a drink. Keep the chit-chat to a minimum, because I got fucking dirty rags to put in the hamper. Sure. I got work to do. So they're talking, and I, 
and at first I was like, oh, you know, like they, I don't know, are these guys? Maybe they're on a date. Who fucking knows? I don't know. Um, they're talking, and I'm like, you know, spit cleaning the glasses, sure. and I, the one guy just goes, so what do you, what are you working on these days? And the other guy goes, well. After five seasons, I'm so glad to be done with fucking MacGyver. <gasps> and I went, <gasps> dumb dad looks Pardon up. Did me? you just say MacGyver? And uh, like that ear yeah, gets a little oh, longer. Sure. And he just is like, yeah, done. Like he looks like he's 25. <sighs> so I'm like, okay, five seasons. A. Anytime I hear the word MacGyver, fantastic. Amen. But the second thing after I hear MacGyver was like, oh, right, they remade that. That's what I just thought. I went, <gasps> oh, yeah, reboot. It got five yeah. seasons? That five, got that's five my fucking third seasons? Thought was five fucking seasons of the new MacGyver? This guy's in the writer's room every week doing it? Oh, he's writing for the show? He's a fucking writer for the show. Was Richard Dean Anderson involved, executive producer or anything? I don't think so. I don't even think Winkler was involved. How can Winkler not be involved? Maybe he got a cut. So he goes, yeah, I'm, thank God I'm fucking done with MacGyver. Thank God. And I was like, you look like a child. How did you do five seasons of MacGyver? Anyways, then I notice he's got, I was like, this guy is, is the best. Because he's just like a decent looking, skinny, nerdy guy. Sure. Fucking. He wrote for MacGyver. He should be dressed like a dumb dad. Maroon. <laughs> Skywalker Ranch t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Big baggy hoodie. So then after he says the MacGyver bit, he's like, yeah, so I'm working with Tony on Chippendales. And I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. I knew there, A, the documentary I told you mm-hmm. about, the ABC one, and two, they're making a Fault. TV show about it starring Kumail. Oh, oh, as the guy who founded Chippendales. Sure, cool. So I was like, oh my God, I'm about to like do what I never do. Mm. Try not to do as a bartender. Step Interject. into the thing and be like, I was trying to formulate how to bridge the gap. I saw the special. Used to do comedy with around Kumail's general vicinity. And I was like, eh, fuck it. Forget it. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't say shit. Because oh, no. the, the guy goes, Chippendales, like the squirrels? And the guy goes, yeah. Ooh, boy. They're doing a Chippendale thing where they're live action. And I went, oh, oh God. Shit. <laughs> if, I, if you thought season six of MacGyver was bad, how about a live action Chippendale? That's fucking. I was like, Ugh. this moment couldn't get any weirder and more awesome. And then I was like, all right, last call, fellas. Did, uh, what do you think? It's like a Milo and Otis type situation? It's what it seemed like. Well, the, what I caught from the conversation was like, it's going to look like, I assume like the Garfield movie. Cause, but like realistic based on how much... or Lion King remake where the real animals in a real world. Uh, based on the love in this house for things that end with bud or buddies, like Santa buddies and air bud. And the live-action Garfield fucking shit. I'm going to have yeah. to be subjected to this MacGyver You're motherfucker's have to watch garbage. This guy's masterwork. Oh, Disney Plus. You have I his assume. name on his credit card? So I'm going to send him a 
fucking nail. I'm going to send him a bomb. In send the you a hot pot of gas, my friend. Instead of sending my mail bombs to professors, I'm going to send them to bad TV writers, children's <laughs> TV writers that are ruining my day. Uh, yeah. So I was like, I can't wait to tell Hans. There are so few people in this world that would appreciate that story. It was you and my wife. I'm so certain. I'm. You have just an- and they were just like, because I was like, how does a guy that works for MacGyver live in Columbus? And I was like, he's back visiting his family for fucking Christmas. Right. This is his friend from high school. They uh, just like I. You have just enough um, uh, resistance, uh, composure, not to go up because, uh, I'm sure I would have just like my. Eh, decision to just like these decisions that haunt my head like not going home with that woman um i've told you about this before but i keep seeing it and hearing it on podcasts because i'm listening to a lot of actors writers famous people and they talk about like the dumbest thing the dumbest thing you can ever ask an actor or whatever Mm -hmm. and i got put on the spot i was talking to people in the theater world will know this guy because he's an icon in the indie New York theater world. Um, he he was one of like the founders of the public theater. And he's just like this fucking rich Richard Burton. Maybe if Mitchell's listening, he'll know him. His mm-hmm. name's George DeBenyev. De, De, De All right. He's older guy. Fucking I saw him in a like an indie play about like HIV and 9-11 or something. Or no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was that was a different play. playwright I met. This was a playwright. They were doing a play about um, the uh, uh, torture during the mm-hmm. Iraq war, you know, that they were getting away uh-huh. with uh, the corporal, whatever. So I end up early. This is I'm in a New York theater experience class. My I won't even get into my professor. He's insane. But he's one of those oh, yes. guys that knows everybody. Just uh-huh. everybody. We would go to like a Broadway show and he would just fucking know all these. It's incredible. Old New York guy. Anyway, so I end up early. We're going to the Met, and there's a coffee shop by the Met. And I've already seen this play with George DeBenyev or whatever. George DeBenyev. I can't think. I'm, I got his name close enough. I go into this coffee shop. It's the – no, it's not. I go into this coffee shop across from the Met, and he's in there sitting next to him because they – not just – he didn't just bring us to this guy's play. He knows this theater's founder, and they're having coffee at the bar. And this guy, my professor, sees me ordering a coffee – and I make eye contact with him, and he begrudgingly, thinking I want to go over, right? But I don't. I want uh, to do my own thing. Like, okay, he gives a look like, this fucking guy must have seen us through the window, and he wants to edge in. So he goes, hey, I'm talking to George. Come on over. Come on over. And I go sit with him, and he says something like this. Hey, so you're sitting next to a New York theater legend, George DeBenyev. You get to ask him a question. Go ahead. What do you think I ask him? Who farted? How do you... (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. I really can't wait. Oh, Oh, and I'll just preface preface it with literally audibly, audibly, my professor went, oh, because I went, how do you remember your lines? (laughs) Priceless. I had nothing. I dug deep and nothing came up. 
And it might, it should have been nothing that came up. I should have went, I don't have any questions. I need to walk away. He audibly, just his face just How looks you doing? disgusted. And he oh, just audibly goes, And this guy, George, is like, I, um, well, he was nice enough. I think he was like, well, you know, they're complex and you rehearse them and you make them your own. So, and I just wanted to crawl into a hole. And that again is, I've mentioned them on the, it's in my top 10 moments I'll go back to in my head when I'm alone in the car or something, just go (sighs) like just the whole experience. Cause it is just yeah. such a typical moronic thing to do. Because I got nothing. Mm-hmm. How do yeah. you remember your lines? Oh, it's fucking just. He's still telling. Well, look at this there. way. George Debenyev is having espressos with his theater friends. And I guarantee you that story comes up every now and then. Oh, yeah. So I'm I guess... sure you left a mark. You got to look at it that way. That's true. He's like, just they. So I, I represented the entire Midwest. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, he encrusted that diamond. This place. Exactly. Every time they're talking about the flyover states, he goes, there was one time this kid cornbread is all corn can be. <laughs> he had corn for fingers, came over, pointed one of those corny fingers in my face and said, how do you remember your lines? City slicker. <laughs> he drank his them. coffee black and I was having a cafe latte. <laughs> Fucking asshole. The things that for- shape us. Uh, Not taking yeah. women home and asking nope. stupid questions to icons. Mm-hmm. And it'll happen more in my life. I know it. I didn't get better with age. I'm dumber. Oh, no, I'm more awkward. No. Right. We have worse questions now, even. Yeah. I got less I got less going on in my life. <laughs> the question you should have asked, did you know there are five seasons of MacGyver? Hey, live Chippendales is coming out. <laughs> Now my now my questions have consequence. That didn't matter then. Now <laughs> no, I could now it could be the difference between my kid getting into a good school or not. No, exactly. The weight is it is it is it is immense. This could be the difference between my kid getting appropriate childcare, healthcare. Could <laughs> right. be the difference between a botched surgery and a good one. This guy can call the child services and get my kid taken away because I asked the stupidest question. Like, you can't be responsible for life, human life. Right. Asking you, questions like this. He's like, I only know one guy dumber than you. And he backed up his car to his window, <laughs> to his window. and poisoned his kids. <laughs> Questionable if it's an accident. I'm like, he hey, said quiet. Were cold. My, my, my gasoline's about to boil. <laughs> Ooh, I think it's done. You can ask him one question. Do you know the proper temperature gasoline boils and uh, burns <laughs> your scalp? As I take my head off and it's just the crustiest oh. Freddy Krueger looking yes, skin. Yeah. Remember these like lines in my fucking Freddy's scalp, pie. you fucking New York City theater <laughs> queen. <laughs> I live life through experience. You know what the dude looked like? He looked like... Um, the dude from Succession, and he had a scarf on. Like, this guy was fucking oh, straight out of fucking theater mm-hmm. world. Brian Cox. Was he pointing at his own drawing? He, hanging he, on the oh, wall? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I this, sit here by my photo, by my caricature. This guy broke up with um, uh, Carol Channing. <laughs> George DeBenyev. Anybody out George. there knows? Tweet DeBenyev. And ask him about <laughs> his him. lines. Hot take. 
was my Remember this like, line. Hey, did you see the play that the dad from Wonder Years is in about the football coach? Oh, he got a Tony. Like, how much more Ruby can you be? I want to watch a, plays about uh, sports. That, you, that must... Um, Dan Lariat, right? Dan Don Lariat. Yeah. I saw Dan Loria in A Christmas Story at not Madison Square Garden, but the box at Madison Square Garden. That guy's a fine actor. That's I should have said, did you shed a tear when you found out <laughs> Kevin's dad died of a heart attack <laughs> two years later in the season finale of Wonder Years, George DeBenyev? Then you're not a man. Then you are not human. You have one of those Grinch hearts. What did you think of... Uh, are you a Wonder Years guy? That would have been better. <laughs> Remaking it, you know. What? Yeah, see, I tried to go out of my element. Talk theater, remember lines. I don't Talk give theater. a shit about lines. I don't know lines. I know TV. I know You're like, the 2005 White Sox. This guy has. I should have asked him, you know anything about transmission fluid? You, <laughs> DeBenyev? Are you a man? <laughs> Can you change the tire, Benyev? I doubt it. Look at those hands. Soft. Soft. Soft as, actor's hands. As my hands are. So soft, so that he, they're mistaken for cream. <laughs> just my hands are so soft, I use them as eye cream. Just they just. <sighs> well, what do you think? Merry Christmas, George DeBenny. More miserable piece of shit. Things haunt can ruin. My dreams. Oh, there was one I heard. One more. I'll leave you on this. Leave us, because I'm sure you watch this all the time. Toy Story. Of course. Someone pointed out that Woody is his dead dad's toy. Oh, I know. I know. And I went, what? Why did you tell me that? Now that's all I can see. Dead father. And that makes sense because it's an old toy. So it's his dad who died in Vietnam. Oh, my God. Well, that's the backstory is Woody in his back pocket in Nam, right? As he's I brought Woody with me to Nam. What is that perfect? Do 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 do. All on the Watchtower. Oh yeah, all on the Watchtower. It's fortunate son. Yeah, classic Nam. That's a good movie. I hope you're listening, Disney. Screw this guy and his live action Chippendale. Screw the story of we're doing Vietnam. Buzz Lightyear. I want to see. Woody's original owner in um, smoking a gun hookah, taking a toot out out of his AK. (laughs) Well, then the gun can become a character, the really stone shotgun. Oh, that shit. War story instead of toy story. And it's all the fucking equipment comes alive as the soldiers go to sleep. And Woody's greener than goose shit. Oh, yeah. Shows up. In country. The conversations between the guys, pictures of their ladies back home. <laughs> yeah. It's just the things they carry, but it's animated. Oh my god, that's perfect. Uh that's that's this a is funny his unrequited parody. love high school sweetheart. Hey Woody, you wanna go out tonight? <laughs> They're serving chili at that Thai place you like. I don't know. <laughs> Chili. That's what I know about Vietnamese cuisine. They make chili probably because there's chilies there. I don't. That's know. what an American would ask for in country. I love Vietnamese. Yo, got chili. I love. Pho. No, I love Vietnamese. I went with chili. That's why I asked the questions. Do you remember your fucking your lines? lines. 
because all I know is chilies, stews, and like I said, Debenya, where, where do you land? Pro chili or anti chili? Like, what put, kind of question is that? Do you put beef beans in your chili or no beans? You Texas Square. man, Texas red. You a Texas chili man? And you know what? <laughs> he would probably be like, probably. No one's asked me that question before. Right. I love a bean chili, and I go, you pussy. <laughs> Kick that cappuccino out of his hand. And then he says, you "I your fat cat. I need an understudy for my play about." Um, the first <laughs> Iraq War. <laughs> I need a George about... Dub. I need a George Bush Senior. The Oklahoma City kids and how they deserved it. <laughs> De Banyev, De, you salt. The Oklahoma kids, de- Oklahoma. Uh, what would you? Uh, yeah, it'd be called Oklahoma. Oklahoma, starring Hans Freiwald. Getting fed the lines though. And the then all these unassuming Midwesterners like. We're going to Broadway to see Oklahoma. Oklahoma, where the kids. And it starts, yeah. Oklahoma, where the kids deserved it. (laughs) Debenyev, who wrote this? Some guy that quit MacGyver season five? (laughs) I got it, Debenyev. It starts like Oklahoma, but then it's about Oklahoma City. It's just crazy enough to work. The Uh, problem is the lines. A musical version of timothy mcveigh singing about the simpsons from your prison cell timothy oive <laughs> all right well merry christmas you fools we love you and there's nothing, nothing you can you do, can about, do it. about it have fun with those gifts treat somebody you love right Nod decorate someone else's home make a memory that haunts you forever make a bad yeah. decision not not That's a mean a decision make an awkward decision because yeah. you know what you can carry, you might lose the things you carry. That's all stuff. Yeah. But memories of awkward memories, they, they're they with you like If you emotional think you're going to regret it in the morning, you're probably on the right track. Yeah. If you're going to regret it, you better, if you're going to regret on it, you better bet on it. Trademark. <laughs> Trademark, as is Oklahoma. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. I'll get Debenyev on the phone. His name is so story. just perfectly different than Debenyev. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to remember what exactly it is as soon as we hang up. That is now my go-to fake actor name. Oh, do you don't know George Debenyev? <laughs> Then you ain't seen theater, kid. Oh, are you writer for MacGyver? I was talking to Debenyev the other day. Oh, wait, you don't know <laughs> Debenyev? perfect New York-sounding name. Oh, God. The People's Theater or something he started. People's Workshop. People's Workshop. That's People's Workshop. Communist front, Debenyev. He's a fucking commie. That motherfucker got fucking was on Reagan's bad side. <laughs> Reagan stole that monkey... Roll from Debenyev. in one of those crappy fucking ape masks. But the best thing is, you know, Debenyev still has to pay the bills. So it's like, oh yeah, he got passed over for the role of Luther on Coach. You know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All those fucking Van Dyke boys, because he kind of looked like. So he was always going up for the same role as Jerry Van Dyke, and Van Dyke couldn't have a more people person name. Hey, oh, there's Jerry yeah. Van Dyke. I love your brother. Oh, there's Debenyev. 
<laughs> it's a b- it falls out of your mouth like a turd. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. It should be on the Yeah, it's like French food. It's too proper. Jerry Van Dyke, he's a Grace Papaya man. <laughs> well, that being said, we got to get Debenyev on the pod so we yeah. can ask him nothing about acting or directing. Zero. Zero. Favorite or Halloween theater. candy. We'll give him a chip chip flavor quiz. Ask him what he thinks about yelling fire in crowded places. Which hot take? Church? Yay, nay. Lutherans? <laughs> Debenya Luther? for you, a Lutheran. What if he's... <laughs> No, but I played a Lutheran. I played Martin Luther. Martin Luther, yeah. King Jr. Debenyev. <laughs> Just ribbon Debenyev. Oh, Debenyev. Debenyev, Debenyev, Debenyev. Benyev.